Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman and this is Paige Dumpster. Hello. And today, we're going to learn about moving boxes and QAnon. <laughs> what? I'll be your researcher today and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. You know, before we started recording, Rachel's like, do you, do you know what we're talking about today? I'm like, no, I'd like to be surprised. And you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just jump right in. Okay. The main question for this part of the episode is why are moving boxes so expensive? And um, this was inspired by, uh, so I've moved every year for the last five or six years. And I have found that boxes are extremely expensive. Like there's always a cycle that I go through when it's getting time to move again. And it's where I evaluate what type of boxes I need. And when I started using a moving company a couple of years ago, I started having to use actual cardboard boxes rather than just stuffing stuff into garbage bags oh yeah the cycle that goes down is I try to find boxes I have a surprisingly difficult time finding boxes and then I start looking at them on websites like Amazon Home Depot that kind of thing and I'm like oh my god that is so expensive for cardboard and then I give up on that dream and then I eventually find some more and that's how it goes every time so that's the inspiration for this part of the episode okay I was not aware that this was an issue specifically a you issue let alone a general issue it is and I even just went through this a few weeks ago when I was moving again I believe you it's just you know like we air our grievances to each other a lot this is one that you've never complained to me about I'm surprised I never brought this up to you in the five to six years that you've moved every year you have never complained about this ever I get, I mean, I've complained about it to others. I'm just surprised I never brought it up to you. You've never complained about it to me specifically for whatever reason. Oh, well, you're welcome. Let's start with what's a cardboard box versus a corrugated moving box? What the f- Okay. Strong start. Um, a cardboard box 
is, you know, your run-of-the-mill brown papery boy with the crinkly crews in between the layers, which makes it extra strong. And meanwhile, a copulating moving box. <laughs> Corrugated. A, a copulating moving box is, um, it's the same thing, but it's, got like a movers logo on it and or like fedex's logo on it it's time to get rebutted i expected nothing less to be honest a cardboard can be any thickness so this is anything from cereal boxes to birthday cards oh okay that's cardboard. And then corrugated boxes are what you were talking about with the squigglies in between. They have three layers, like the thin papery board on one side, the squigglies, and then another papery board to make it extra strong. And then they're glued together and they are stronger than regular cardboard, like say a cereal box. Now, wait a minute. Like you said that cards, like birthday cards are cardboard. Uh-huh. They're not, what's the difference between that kind of cardboard and cardstock? I don't know if there is a difference. So I can call cardstock cardboard. I think so. From what I'm gathering, I think so. I am going to tell that to Mary right away after we're done recording and she's going to be furious. I can't wait. (laughs) Or I hope she's furious. Mary, I can't wait for you to hear this episode. How do you feel about these boxes, corrugated or not? I don't have any strong opinions about cardboard in general. However, I do know that it's the squiggly screws in between that make them extra strong because they're like hexagonal or something. And I think that's admirable. I agree with you. We could all use an extra squiggly layer. Yeah. Who created the first commercial paperboard and when? (sighs) Okay. I'm going to guess cardboard or whatever the hell you just said is relatively old. I'm going to guess this goes back to 1652 and the inventor was some white guy. It was actually the firm called M. Traverton and Son in England in the year 1817. Mm. But simultaneously, cardboard boxes were being invented in Germany. So it's one of those things that sprouted up in multiple places at multiple different times. Yes, except this was at approximately the same time, which happens. You do see that happen. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Like there's a need, a worldwide need, and then someone's fulfilling it. Yeah. How were pre-cut, ready-to-fold boxes invented? Do you know what we're talking about here? Yes. Okay. Vaguely. I mean, I work with those at work all the time. Yeah. That's what we put cakes into. Yeah. How were they invented? Yes. I don't know. The English people and or the German people, because like we said, same invention at different places. We're probably like, you know what? What if we do the labor of all the cutsies? And then they'll give us more money for our cutted boxes. They were actually invented by accident by Robert Gare in the year 1890. Oh, accident, like Cheetos. Yeah, exactly, like Cheetos. 
and he accidentally used a metal ruler used to cut paper meant to be used as a seed bag. So he was selling paper products already and he used a ruler to cut them. And he realized by making this mistake that he could score and cut cardboard into boxes. The genius. The genius. Let me slightly cut this paper and make a profit. Exactly. I would love to be an entrepreneur in like the late 1800s. So much possibility. I know, like it's just the wild west of making money back then. Industrial revolution for everybody. Which was the first company to use cardboard boxes for cereal? Oh, oh, um, um, it, I've got two guesses in my head and I will be very upset if neither of them are right. Okay, go on. First, first guess, mm-hmm. Kellogg's. Mm-hmm. Second guess, General Mills. Kellogg. Yay! You got it. Feel a little better about myself now. What was corrugated paper originally used for? For planting seeds. For lining the inside of tall hats. <laughs> Which I feel like we still kind of see today. No, yeah, I forgot that like, you know, some some hats have like paper in them like snapbacks like the snap part yeah. is usually or not the snap part rather the back part is usually the head like part a, yeah it's got like a cardboard thingy in it to keep it up straight yeah true or false cardboard boxes are in the national toy hall of fame sounds like it would be true it is Cool. They, they were added in 2005, and cardboard boxes are one of the few non-branded toys in the whole museum. I didn't even know there was a museum for such a thing. I want to go to it. Where is it? I don't remember, but let me see. It is in, it looks like D.C. Hmm. So if we ever make a road trip down to North Carolina or Florida or South Carolina... We'll hit it on the way. It looks like there's one in Rochester as well. Oh, we should go to the Rochester one. Yeah. I feel like Aurora would like that. That would be really fun, actually. <laughs> Just I drag would... her with us. I, I bet she would actually go. Aurora, yeah. if you're listening to this, we're going to Rochester. Now, what are some reasons corrugated boxes are so expensive? To get to the actual reason for this episode. Um, okay, so first things first, it's probably a process to assemble them, because like you gotta put the tape slash the glue on it, you gotta do the cutsies, you gotta layer it all. Um, also, you know, that paper do be thick though, so it probably takes more trees to make it, and uh, capitalism, just in general, I feel like is probably a reason. Yeah, I had a surprisingly difficult time researching this, which is why there was so much other filler. I'm not surprised. Like, this is a very niche thing to be curious about. Which is the whole point of this podcast. For you, yeah. (laughs) I just want to know about animals. (laughs) Well, that too. But we've covered some pretty niche animal topics. This is true. Looking at you, rabbit combat. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there were other people on the internet who share their concern with me and complaints, but actually yeah. tracking down a reason, like people have the same question. It mm-hmm. was just finding an answer is hard. 
But what I found is a couple of reasons. Boxes are often destroyed and disposed of by businesses, which reduces the supply. And so demand goes up and so does the price. Okay. So So that's one part of it. Economics. Economics, yes. And then much more recently, COVID has especially affected supply chains. And Mm. so the cost of raw material has gone up a lot. Yeah, have you seen that like lumber prices are just like skyrocketing? Yeah. Feels so bad. And like for I don't know why, I was looking up like stuff about pepperoni and there was a pepperoni shortage this time last year for anyone who was curious about the pepperoni supply chain. That is a crisis and also Starbucks is like going through a crisis right now because of the supply chain. Oh, mm-hmm. like most locations are out of like basically everything. Oh, I heard about that. I have experienced this a little bit. I was at a Starbucks in Newark, New Jersey, and I tried to order something and they were like, oh, we're out of that. And, but like, that's been, but that's been happening pretty much everywhere. Like a lot of stores are even turning off their mobile ordering just because they can't keep up with the demand for a product that they don't have. Remember the ketchup shortage? like Heinz ketchup packets specifically. Oh yeah, 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 yes. Yes, I am familiar with this. Did you and I talk about this or did we just know about this separately? We probably both watched the same food theory episode. Was it a food theory episode? It was a food theory episode. Amazing. Also like, I've never had to buy boxes before. So this has never been an issue that I've known about. It is a disaster. I mean- Like you try to buy some just basic banker's boxes on Amazon and you're going to pay like 50 bucks. That is very true. So anyway, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do you need to move? Are you struggling to find cardboard corrugated boxes? Then you need the box corrugator. Simply pour in the raw materials, the wood pulp, the flame retardant chemicals, the glue, Watch the first layer be flat, the second layer be squiggly, and the third layer finally be flat again. And finally, you have your own cardboard box made of raw material, the Magical Box Corrugator, on Amazon only. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Hey, welcome back. Hi. Did you get your Magical Box Corrugator? I did, and it kind of... You know how you're supposed to put glue in it? Yeah. I put it in the wrong hole. Uh-oh. And um, it's starting to not smell good in my house. Um, you might need to call customer service, and that is 1-800-BOX. Gotcha. Just everybody out there, call 1-800-BOX. Do not call 1-800-BOX. <laughs> They told us we're not allowed to put them on blast anymore. Oh, after the incident? After the incident. Oh, no. A lot of people are putting the glue in the wrong glue hole. Oh, what a disaster. I feel so bad for 1-800-BOX. Rest in peace, 1-800-BOX. I mean, they're still alive. They're just not happy with us right now. Well, they will move past it. Time for rapid fire. 
that's what the timer was for yes like before we started I'm like I'm just gonna pull up the timer now she you were like what are you talking about I'm like figure it out (laughs) this is how this is gonna work I'm gonna give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible and if you hear this noise that means she got it right and if you hear this noise that means she got them wrong are you ready I'm ready What's in cream soda that flavors it? Sugar and syrup. How big was the biggest blueberry? Like five pounds. Why do moths like light? Because they're attracted to sunlight and they think it's daytime, so they're going to find food. Is it possible to rupture an ovary? Yes. How long can sugar ants survive without food or water? At least 12 hours. When were tires invented? 1910. Does the Mentos and Coke reaction still happen in space? Yeah. What is my Pikachu's name? Your Pikachu's name? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> my stuffed <laughs> Pikachu. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> 10 seconds. Panic. <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> this is something I know outside the episode. <laughs> Ten, five, four, I don't know. Three, two, one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, for anyone, Nelly, it's Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got it outside the timer. For anyone at home wondering, when I was a sophomore in high school, Rachel got me a stuffed Pikachu backpack for my birthday, and I've since gotten one for myself. Mine's name is Nelly. Rachel's name is Philip. Yep. <laughs> Didn't think it freeze up on that one. I thought that was a gimme. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> But I still got it just after it was too late. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's time to talk about QAnon. Uh, Everyone's favorite conspiracy group. Yeah. So kind of what brought this on is like, we've been hearing all about QAnon for a couple of years. And like, I've known loosely what it is. But I was, I've just been so tired by all the other news going on that I just could not bother looking up what it truly is and where it stems. The current events fatigue has been real since like 2015. Yeah, honestly, like I kept hearing about QAnon. I, I knew that like, I knew like what type of person was into it, but like, I didn't really understand its history, its origins and that kind of thing or like what their actual like main philosophy is. So I finally decided it was time to learn. I didn't know that QAnon existed until the insurrection. So I probably know very little about this. I definitely knew about QAnon before that, but that's why like when the insurrection happened and I heard that like it was mostly QAnon members, I was like, that's whack because like I did already know a little bit about QAnon but I was just like oh my god (laughs) they've really lost it yeah so that's kind of what inspired this and um in just like a little bit of research I quickly realized that this is a very like deep and complicated topic and so we're not going to cover everything about QAnon but we will go over the basics in case there's anyone else out there who's like me and just could not be bothered. We're gonna do QAnon for dummies. Yeah and I like 
like I knew that it was going to be dumb. I just didn't realize how dumb this was going to be. Is it like flat earth dumb? Almost. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty out there stuff. And I also like I'm just amazed by how much QAnon has infiltrated. Oh jeez. And we're going to find out why. So, okay. um let's start with what is what is QAnon? It's like a conspiracy theory people group. Yes. Slash yeah. a cult. No, it's not a cult. We'll, we'll kind of get to that. Um, okay. it, but yeah, QAnon is essentially an umbrella of internet conspiracy theories. Oh, specifically internet. Well, it comes from the internet. So okay. like, it's not necessarily about the internet, but it was born, born on, the, on internet. the internet. Yeah. Okay. And QAnon used to be fringe. When, like, what year did it become more mainstream? I'm gonna take a wild guess it's either 2008 or 2012 it became more mainstream in 2020 oh okay like okay. not that long before the insurrection and this is one of those things like I'm not trying to make myself sound cool it's just that like I have always hung out in some like weird corners of the internet and so yes, and have. so yeah and so when I read that QAnon used to be fringe I was like but I've been hearing about QAnon for years now so to like read that, I was like, wait a second. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm normal in only really hearing about them during the insurrection. Yeah, I think like people were talking about QAnon before that, but not that long before it. So it's not shocking that people would find out about them for the first time around the insurrection. Okay. And why did it become mainstream? Uh, I feel like it has something to do with American politics during the year 2020. Yes. Okay. QAnon, QAnon people swarmed social media spreading misinformation about COVID, Black Lives Matter, the presidential election, and they managed to recruit new people this way because they took to places like Twitter. Oh, gotta love social media. Yeah. I actually do love social media. You know, got a love-hate relationship with it. That's fair. What's the QAnon core belief? Like, what sort of started everything? Okay, um, so to my knowledge, question marks, uh, there's something having to do with Q, the mysterious Q person, and the Q person knows all of the things. And the Q person is able to like predict the future or something. I don't know. And what was the question again? You're actually like jumping way ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just asking about the core belief. I think the core belief. Oh, okay. 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 It's that Democrats are pedophiles or something like that. And they need to be jailed and executed or something. You basically got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are a, yeah, okay, so they believe, quote, a group of Satan-worshipping elites who run a child sex ring are trying to control our politics and media, and there are more theories created every day, but this was, this is sort of one of the core beliefs from the very beginning, and 
what do you think about this theory? Because it's not extremely far off from what I know to be true. I think like the whole American political system and probably most political systems are full of scummy people that need to be, you know, taken down. But to assume that people are, I guess, what does QAnon think? Like Satanists slash Satanist worshiping, Satan worshiping elites who run a child sex ring who are trying to control our politics and media. Okay, I think that's very bold claim going off of very little evidence, though I do think that people kind of like that description do exist in politics and social media. I know that's a very blanket statement, but I don't really, I'm tired. I got home from work like right before we started recording this. I, yeah, and and I'm not usually one to like go jump into conspiracy theories because honestly, most of the time they bore me, but I figured it was just time to get into this. Conspiracy theories bore you? Excuse me? I mean, there are exceptions. I mean, but usually, well, yeah, because most of the time conspiracy theories are just like junk. Yeah, I guess, but you don't even think they're like silly. I think they're funny. I think some of them are. Like, I will invest my time into some of them. But I don't like, like some people get really into them and like that's generally just not me. Although recently I've been getting into Spongebob conspiracy theories, like especially about Mrs. Puff. Oh, okay. I will accept Spongebob conspiracy theories. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any Spongebob conspiracy theories you'd like to share? Please email us at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. Please. So anyway, like, yeah, I agree with you. The way I kind of see it is that there definitely are elites who run our politics and Mm -hmm. media and Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. with lots of money. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that the majority of them are running a child sex ring. No. I believe that might be true for a couple of them. Yeah, like I'm not going to name names. I don't know. No. But I don't think that the majority of billionaires are running child sex rings. I mean, Epstein did. Yes. That was one billionaire. So true or false, QAnon is included in a list of domestic extremist groups by the Department of Homeland Security. Okay, that's very specific. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've heard that be a thing. So I'm going to say true. It is true. Yes. Okay. Not surprised. Nope. Are there any QAnon followers slash believers in our government? Oh, there's got to be at least one. Yes. Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yeah. Yeah. She's a space laser lady. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed you got that. But yeah. I follow politics a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> Yeah, she is a Republican representative in Georgia, and oh. I'm sure there are others who are QAnon believers, but she's um, like very she's vocal out. about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I hear her name, I like get a tiny headache. I'm sorry. That's fair. I'm sorry if there are any Marjorie stands listening, but I don't like her personally. I well, don't either because she's into QAnon. Yep. Who are some people thought to be the pedophilic world leaders? Um, I'm pretty sure the Clintons. I don't know, like, what QAnon thinks specifically. I'm just thinking of, like, that quote-unquote little black book that Epstein had. Yeah. 
so I'm pretty sure the Clintons were in there. QAnon seems to really just hate the Clintons in general as well, so I'm just, them in general, the whole Clinton lineage, <laughs> and then Ghislaine Maxwell, I think was one of them, I think that's her name, I don't remember. Galen, yeah. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I didn't see her specifically in this list, that doesn't mean that she wasn't on it. Oh, I don't know. Um, trying to think of other Democrats. Probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> our old boy Joey is probably in there. They, I'm sure they don't like him. They wouldn't go after Obama, would they? Obama's cool. <laughs> I'm going to, so my answer is going to be the Clintons in general, Joey train boy Biden, and specifically not Barack Obama. <laughs> Okay, so you're right about Biden. Okay. For the Clintons, I read it was more about Hillary specifically, but that doesn't mean that they don't also go after Bill. Okay. They definitely do go after Obama. No! And also George Soros, Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres, Pope Francis, and the Dalai Lama. The Pope? What the hell did he do? There are definitely others that they go after, but like those are like the big ones. To call a pope a Satanist is a bold move. That, well, it, I'm not going to lie. But it's also calling him a pedophile. And really what it is, is they're going after Democrats and like liberals. Okay. And the and Pope Francis is like slightly more liberal than previous popes. He's a cool pope. There's a lot of things I could say, but I'm not about to get into. I know. Yeah. I'm As a Catholic, I can say to me, he's a cool pope. I get it. Yeah, he's like not as bad as other popes. No, he's the least bad pope we've had in our lifetime. That's fair. Yeah, and and as I was doing this reading, I realized that like there are still a couple of Trump supporters left on my social media who have not blocked me yet. Ugh. And and what I'm realizing is that for the last few years, they've been posting QAnon conspiracy posts. Oh god. That didn't, I mean, they were definitely remade and reshared by people. It wasn't coming directly from QAnon representatives, but like these, like they are sharing QAnon beliefs. And like, I cannot believe, like, there's this one guy who I've seen share a bunch of stuff calling Hillary Clinton and Obama pedophiles. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, like who made this and why? Like, why are you sharing this? Why do you believe this? And I'm realizing that these people, whether they know it or not, are buying into QAnon conspiracy theories. Like, I have QAnon conspiracy theorists on my Facebook friend list. See, this is why I barely use Facebook. I just can't put up with that. It's just been blowing my mind, like, how much media I've seen the last couple of years that is just direct QAnon stuff. I had no idea. It makes me sad. It it makes me sad, too. Yeah. You used to have a lot more Trump people that you were like friends with on Facebook but they blocked me yeah because you argued them into a hole and you won (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of the few remaining I have on my Facebook list uh called me a Nazi a couple days ago (laughs) like straight up does he know that yeah yeah he knows okay specifically it was a post with like a graphic of like 
the donkey except it had like a swastika on it and and like it was calling democrats nazis and so i commented on it and i was like hey like i mean of all the stuff you post like this is pretty like out there i don't think that that's a fair statement to make my dude yeah i was like do you see me out there putting my family members in gas chambers and then people like jumped on calling me Nazis and telling me I have cognitive dissonance. I must reiterate again. Yeah. This is why I barely use Facebook. I only use Facebook for our group chat and to like the things you tag me in. <laughs> I do tag you <laughs> in some good stuff. <laughs> and that's it. Because people like that, it's just like, I can't put up with that I mean like I don't but you don't really have a lot of that on your list do you well no I don't know where exactly all of them came from like the people that you're friends with that are like that mostly South Uh, Carolina but not entirely not entirely I I know but I was gonna say like I went to school in Massachusetts and Massachusetts is like for the most part very liberal so I just the likelihood of me encountering those people was far less than you. Oh, I encountered them daily. Yeah, I don't think I could put up with that. I did my time in the South. And <laughs> did your time. I did my time in the South. And I gotta say, there were some positive things about my experience living in South Carolina, but there were some other things that were not so positive. Some positive things include the fact that y'all is now part of your regular vocabulary. That was part of my regular vocabulary by the time I was in middle school. Okay, but it got cranked up to like 200 when you (laughs) moved to South Carolina. That is true. And I still (laughs) use it a lot. Uh, It's like how I call Dunkin' Donuts dunks now. Oh my God, you have me saying dunks. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ever since you moved to Massachusetts, I started saying dunks. To be fair, you have me saying y'all, so you shut up. Yeah, some other positive characteristics of living in South Carolina was living in the swamp. I actually really enjoyed that. Like you could just be walking to class and see a turtle. That that was pretty great. Alligators, like lots of nature, lots of good food. Um, Oh yeah, South's got super good food lots of uh history to learn about mm. not positive history no but history history stuff that they didn't tell us in elementary school history class oh lord you have no idea i can imagine yeah so anyway QAnon believes and and QAnon followers believe that these world leaders do what to their victims like what specifically is it like cannibalize? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed uh, how much you know. I watch a lot of late night talk shows and they talk about this a lot. Oh, really? I kind of yes. stopped watching late night talk shows around the beginning of the Trump era. Um, I started watching late night talk shows at the beginning <laughs> of the Trump era. <laughs> like there came a point where I had to stop watching even Rachel Maddow. Yeah, well, because it's, like, all they talk about is, like, Republicans. Yeah. And it's, like, you can only take so much of that. Rachel Maddow, if you're listening to this, I love you. So, yeah, they do cannibalize them, and they eat them specifically to ingest adrenochrome to extend their lives. Very quick question. Is that a Mm -hmm. thing that exists? I don't know. 
That sounds made up. It does that sound sounds made like up. something like a 13-year-old making a graphic novel would make up. Oh, wait, it is plot. real. It is really? real. Yeah. It sounds fake as hell. I'm it not does. Gonna lie. C9H9NO3. C9H9NO3. And it's produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. According to QAnon, why was Trump elected? Because God chose him? Nah. Okay. Okay. He was recruited to run for office by military officials in order to stop the conspiracy and bring justice. It is thought that top world leaders would be or will be arrested and either imprisoned at Guantanamo or just be straight up executed. You know, anyone that like not exactly deify, but like paints a politician as a hero, I do not trust. Me neither. There's no goody two-shoes politician. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, as, as much as I rooted for Bernie Sanders and as much as I loved Obama, I mean, in my opinion, by the time you get to the point where you even have like a very real potential to be elected as president of the United States, you would have had to already do some pretty terrible, unethical, global harming stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, as cool as it is that AOC played Among Us, I still don't trust her. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I supported her. I voted oh, absolutely. for Biden, but like, yeah. yeah, no, I think she, along with Biden, along with Trump, along with all the others who got to that point are some of the worst people on the planet. Yes, probably. Almost definitely. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of jumped ahead to this earlier, but how did QAnon start? The person, the, the, the he who is the Q or the she who, or the they, who is the Q, um, they are a mysterious entity or probably just some dude sitting alone in their garage or maybe many dudes sitting alone in their garages posing as Q and Q knows everything and like Q tells like is like the prophet or not the prophet but like tells the future or some weird stuff like that. Q it's like an oracle. Yeah so much like Pepe the Frog becoming a hate symbol, QAnon started on 4chan. Yay! And when I read that... I'm not surprised. I lost it. I am 100% not surprised. I'm also not surprised. And it just makes all of this... It, it just adds this unbelievable extra layer of absurdity that it is so widespread. And it's something that literally came from 4chan. The worst things on the internet are usually birthed from 4chan. Not yes. Lie. Yes. So always, like, always 4chan. Like there's all these people taking all of this so seriously, but it comes from 4chan. Just understand yes. that if somebody puts a conspiracy theory on 4chan, it's not correct. No, you shouldn't trust most things from 4chan. And yeah, so on 4chan, quote, Q Clearance Patriot, Patriot, otherwise known as Q, quote, claimed to be a high-ranking government insider with access to classified information about Mr. Trump's war against the global cabal. Cabal. Yeah, that's what, like, the group of the global leaders is being called. Cabal, gotcha. The cabal, yeah. And Q, 
predicted the storm, which would be a designated time and day when Trump would announce the cabal and punish them. So this is basically like a weird biblical story that's never happened. Yes. Yeah. Let's get to that in a, in a minute. Okay. Okay. I feel like a lot of Christianity is tied into this. Oh, it, just give it a sec. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this also kind of like blew me away because like I've been just, I've seen so many posts about how like Trump is still president and, oh, and, and, and like, and like he's going to use martial law to, like punish these people like i didn't realize that all that came from QAnon, and the fact that all of that was like on mainstream news media back in january i i'm just blown away you can't declare martial law from mar-a-lago <laughs> thank you for that you're, you're welcome and you touched on the next question of who is q you're right like nobody really knows who q is uh q might be one person or many different people there's prop there's probably been someone like just some dude that's like hey, i'm gonna pretend that i'm q yeah it's it's entirely possible um yeah, not, we don't I know would, i would believe that but almost certainly not a government insider no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if if q is ever revealed and it is or was a government insider i will donate my left kidney to a person in need wow so you better hope that that's true <laughs> if you need a kidney please email us at research at gmail.com we've got a few to spare in what ways is QAnon compared to an mmorpg <laughs> and this is kind of getting to what you're talking about with, like the bible and stuff this is not a question i was expecting yeah <laughs> How is it compared to an MMORPG? Yeah. <laughs> um, is there like magic involved? I don't know. I mean, not all MMORPGs are magic, but a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. I don't just tell me. <laughs> okay. Members, quote, co-create a kind of shared reality filled with recurring characters, shifting storylines, and intricate puzzle-solving quests. Oh, that's kind of effed up. I see it, though. I see the connection. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you really have to live your life like that, like, a World of Warcraft subscription isn't that expensive. And so this kind of connects to what you were saying about the Bible, like I wasn't necessarily going to get into it, but you also brought up cults and yeah, QAnon is considered a cult by some in a lot of ways. It is like very cult-ish. It is. Yeah. It, it is arguably a cult. Okay. And it is very similar. It has been compared to a religion at this point because it's giving people, not only is it a cult, but it's giving people like a social outlet to believe things and it guides their everyday living which is terrifying cool i was forming a thought to say but this has just been so much that the thought has left right and and we have barely even touched on QAnon so this is QAnon light i would like to remind everyone this is QAnon for dummies and final question 
are QAnon theories rooted in any Semitic conspiracy theories? Um, yes. Yeah, briefly, one such theory is that Jews dominated the world and killed Christian children. They don't, Jewish people do not dominate the world. I think no. pretty sure like less than 1% of the population is Jewish. It used to be more until the Holocaust. Yeah, then that happened. Those were real Nazis, whoever is friends with Rachel on Facebook. Yeah, I like I forgot that this was one of the theories that used to exist like more mainstream I like in my life I have like people have found out I'm Jewish and they have asked me why I kill Christian children (laughs) and I remember just like being so taken aback I was like what are you talking about right now (laughs) (laughs) I hate people yeah most people yeah every once in a while someone will like ask me something like that and that's that is how I've learned about uh Jewish conspiracy like any any Semitic conspiracy theories is just like just from people like asking me the most absurd things I'm just like I'm just out here trying to live my life no (laughs) yeah you're just vibing you're just trying not to attract cockroaches with your cardboard boxes just trying to go to the gym and gain your guns back it's like I'm just going to live my life now whenever I meet a person I'm automatically going to hate them until they prove to me that they're not a a, a yahoo that's the trauma (sighs) If you would like to prove to me that you're not a Yahoo, please email us at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on social media, on Twitter at Research Rebut, and on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. And like Paige is talking about, you can email us at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And let the American Citrus Council know how you really feel by emailing them at americancitruscouncil at gmail.com. And let us know how you feel about corrugated boxes and, and some things about QAnon that you think we should know about. Do you think birthday cards are made of cardboard? Yeah, let us know. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Is that it? C9, H9. NO3. C9, H9, NO3. C9, H9, NO3. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.